Okay, Jack and Soph, episode two. This time, Jackie, we're in different locations. I'm in Toronto, work in Toronto, live in Toronto. You're in New York. You live and work there. Uh, I recognize that counter very much because I've spent many a night drinking wine with you there. No. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we, we're gonna talk some interesting things. Obviously, it's the beginning of the NHL season 2018-2019. So we're gonna talk. Uh, I have a crazy story about cell phones, which we'll get into in a second. Tiger Woods, loyalty in sports, maybe a little bit Bob Cole and NHL predictions, which we suck at Jackie because remember last year our Vegas Golden Knights prediction, but we're gonna try oh, again. Yeah, we don't need. To, why are you rehashing? I'm not over it yet. It's still too soon for you to bring that sorry, up. Sorry. Um, I do have to say though, Soph and I had planned to, to record this podcast at 7 p.m. tonight, and at about four minutes to seven, Sophia sends a text to myself and the Yahoo crew that's like, "Oh, guys, I'm gonna be there in a second, but I'm just grabbing food. I haven't eaten all day." And then, like twenty minutes later, she showed up, and I was like, "Bro, so you're, you're starting not the only with one the chirp? that eats." I'm starting with a chirp because I'm hungry. I'm so hungry right now. Well, but you know what? It's all good. I'm ready to do go. Do you have to get up at three in the morning for work? Do you? Shut. I got up at. It. I got up at seven. It's not my fault you didn't make time for food earlier. Whatever. You know what? I had a nice story. I'm still gonna tell it to you anyway. But now I'm annoyed with you. So uh, this- you have to talk to. Here's the best thing is that like when I chirp you on this podcast. Yeah. Even if you were like, oh, I'm so mad at you. I don't want to talk to you. I have you to. have to. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not texting you back for like a day. That's all I can afford you to do. You don't text me back anyways. Um, okay. Can I tell you my story? So this weekend I was at the um, ball hockey to conquer cancer event, which is such a fun event. You've played in it before, right? Yeah, totally. It's okay. awesome. So I was leaving. First of all, I was very pumped about this. I had a couple people stop me and I was there as a guest celebrity and I'm using air quotes here. It was really fun. Love the cause. But um, a lot of people stopped me to talk about Jack and Soph. Not Soph, but Jack really? and Soph, which I loved. But at the end of the event, there was this guy and this is where I blow and like I totally suck and I'm so sorry to this fan because I shook his hand. I looked him in the eye and I was like, I will not forget your name and I will bring it up on the podcast. And I totally forget his name even though I prom I said it like five times out loud it was a very interesting name it was so unique that I'm like I'm not gonna forget this he's listening I know he's gonna listen because he said he was going to he's so excited to get the shout out it's like something like Sterling and so I'm sorry your name probably isn't Sterling but just find me on Twitter and tell me how bad I screwed up but anyway he stopped me because he's like I love Jack and Soph and I saw Jackie in Vegas and she was running through the MGM Grand or wherever you were and he's like she was running through and I wanted to stop her but I didn't want to slow her down she was probably going to the pool party and I'm like no chance Jackie was working her ass up that I knew you would laugh I knew it she's laughing I'm like there's no chance she didn't even have a Can minute I- to breathe can I tell you one what? thing? Hilarious that you don't remember our now nameless sorry, viewer. viewer. Um, sorry, nameless viewer. Also, do you want to know how many pools I saw in zero? Vegas? Zero. Yeah, I, I saw zero pools uh, during my time covering the, the Stanley Cup final. So uh, definitely was not running to the pool. No, I, no, I knew you would laugh. I knew it because I corrected him. And he's like, yeah, I really want to like say hi to her. That was a big fan and so on and so forth. But it looked like she was going. I'm sure she was going to that pool party. You know what's... You know what's so funny? This probably has happened to you too when you get to travel somewhere cool for work like Vegas or LA or somewhere hot or somewhere tropical. I always go and every time I come back, my friends are like, how come you didn't post any pictures like at the beach or like enjoying the sun? I was like, because what? what? Yeah. I didn't. I worked the whole time. We've talked about this. Yeah. I mean, I love traveling for work and no complaints, but you really rarely get to see anything. But 
speaking of my travels, I wanted to tell you something I learned in Chicago that blew my mind on the NHL uh, media tour. And I'm not going to rat out this player because, I I mean, he said it on camera anyway, but it doesn't matter. He was basically... Rat him out. Rat him out. I honestly forget. I talked to like 31 players. Who said it? I don't even know where you're going with this, but I just want to know now who. I I think it was Seth Jones, but I can't remember 100%. But he was basically telling me a story about how he talks to his mom every day. He's like, I love my mom. I talk to her every day. And she even texts me while I'm playing. And I'm like, "She, she should know I'm playing. I'm like, oh, that's funny. He probably sees his messages like later. And then he's like, I'm literally on the bench and she's calling me. And I'm like, wait, what? pardon and he's like yeah I'm like looking I'm on the bench and she's calling me so I didn't want to like say anything but in my mind I was like you can have your phone on the bench why are you admitting this so I let him finish his story I'm like cool but the whole time I'm thinking like what the hell and later I end up talking to some NHL people some officials and I was like are players I don't want to tell you who but are players allowed to have phones on the bench and they're like yeah they are now most don't and most teams have their own rules and franchises but that blew my mind if I was a coach no chance my players would allow to have cell phones on the bench are you more new age Jackie like what's your thoughts on this well here's the thing I have a couple of thoughts listening to this number one there is no way in heck that every single head coach in the National Hockey League allows that like I cannot imagine that Mike Babcock's like looking down and Austin Matthews is like checking his celly to see if he's got any texts like there's no way that that's every team I think it's crazy that that's allowed on some teams or whatever but here's the thing like I keep saying like, and I'm really trying not to say it too much because on our first episode, I said it about a thousand times. It's a good drinking game. Um, It's a good drinking game. So if you're listening and you don't have any responsibilities tonight, (laughs) then you can drink every time I say like. Anyways, the point is um, I have my phone with me on the desk when I do a live show and I check it. And yes, I could make the argument that I'm looking up stats or I'm checking something when I'm when I'm on the show, especially when I'm on location, sometimes I can't hear my producer in my ear, so he'll text me. But I also can see texts and check them. And I don't know if that's right. Like, I don't know if that should be allowed. I, I'm, it's funny you say that because when I work at CBC in the morning, it's like, it's stressful, man. Let me tell you. It's fun. But that on-air hit is pretty stressful. I always leave my cell phone off my body. I leave it for the good 10 minutes before I'm on unless I'm waiting for something to break. But most of the time I'm doing like recap highlights. Sometimes if it's breaking, I have it, but that is for work purposes. Elliot Friedman, what, I think his phone went off once on uh, a hockey night in Canada, but he his literally phone breaks is everything. His career though. Yeah, yeah, he exactly, his he breaks every story. Career. So yeah. he needs it. That's, but like, come on, you do not need your phone if you're a player, but why would you want it? Like everyone has personal problems or personal stuff going on at home or with your girlfriend or with your buddies or whatever. Do you, like, I couldn't imagine being a coach allowing that, like that blew my mind when he said that. And I wanted to know if I was the only one, like, are you, I know that, um, the MLB has a rule. You can't have it in the dugout other than that phone to, you know, change the pitching and all that but (laughs) call to the pen yeah but but no like I remember when Twitter came out way back in the day I think Shaq tweeted something in the at halftime or it was from the bench do you guys remember that it was like a big deal where he was like tweeting during the game was that am I just remembering nothing uh it sounds vaguely familiar I remember Kobe but that was he was tweeting when he was hurt and it was the best ever oh I see I don't don't remember that 
more importantly, I just listened to you talk for, I don't know, like 30 seconds. And you said like six times. I counted. You're counting now? So, so it's not just me. It's you too. But I'm with you. It is crazy. Not just that players would be allowed to bring their phone on the bench, but that some of them actually do. Yeah. No disrespect to Seth Jones, amazing player. So I guess it, you know it's not affecting his game at all. Yeah, and this is not meant to chirp you, Seth, at all. I was just shocked. I just I'm I'm way too of a scatterbrain and way too distracted. So anyway, it's just something that like if I was a coach, I'd be like, yeah, no chance, leave your phone. I'd be I'd be curious to know how many teams actually allow that. Yeah, I can't. It can't be very many. Maybe I will do some investigating really for you. Maybe you should. Maybe we can ask some of our guests when we have them on. Yeah, true. Yes, because straight up. Have you ever had your cell phone on the bench? Come on. Tell us. Give us the goods. The people want to know. But what are you doing? Like taking off your glove to like check, to scroll? (laughs) Like seriously, like how do you have time? I don't even understand. Uh, Maybe it's just sitting there. The equipment guy has it or something. Whatever. I don't know. It blew my mind. I don't know. The more Honestly, the more you talk about this, the more I think he lied to you. Well, I think Seth Jones flat out lied to you. I'm going to find out. All right. I'm calling. I was shocked. Baloney. I was shocked. Okay, can we? Are you done on this? Because I'm done on it. Can I switch over to the next thing I want to talk about? I don't know why you're asking me permission. Just do okay, it. Okay, fine. I want to talk Bob Cole really quick. <laughs> I have a good Bob Cole story, and he's going to be doing ten more games in the first half of the season. He's not doing playoffs. He didn't do them last year. But here's the thing: fifty years, Jackie. As a broadcaster. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. 85 years old. Like, I'm... It's all happening. 31 and tired sometimes from work. I couldn't imagine. Like, that is your life. But he's so amazing. So many good memories. I had the pleasure of meeting Bob Cole a year ago. And what do you think? What do you think was the first thing when I introduced myself that we talked about? My stinking long ass last name that he was like, how do you say that? But I got Bob to say my last name and he got to say it and that sounded amazing. So that's my Bob Cole story. I just wanted to uh, remind people that he's going to be doing 10 more games. And obviously I'm super pumped about that. Yeah. So 10 more games of glory. And hopefully it'll all be happening in all of those games. You mean? One can only hope. Um, I mean, anybody that works in any industry, I think, could look at Bob Cole and be like, I hope to have a career with that much long, not just longevity, but that much success. He's adored across the nation and that's not an easy thing to do. So uh, congrats to Bob Cole. 10 more games, enjoy them, circle them on your calendar because um, it just isn't going to be the same without Bob Cole. It's not. not. It's not the same. It's not. Really quick before we leave this, I was Googling the uh, 1993 Stanley Cup winning team, the Canadians, and I was watching some old YouTube videos of their series with the Kings. So I saw game five, and then I heard his call right before the clock ran out about how the Canadians are going to lift the Stanley Cup. I kid you not, I'm not over-exaggerating. I had goosebumps everywhere just hearing it it wasn't even it wasn't even like the craziest call of his career it was just so good and and uh yeah I don't know and then I went down this rabbit hole of Bob Cole calls and it got me thinking about how much I'm gonna miss him but anyway 10 more games excited you you say 93 Stanley Cup champions and all I think is Gretzky high stick Gretzky high stick Gretzky high stick so we're gonna move right along we have to talk about Earl Thomas because he literally flipped off his own team last week after suffering a devastating injury, obviously. But it just brings up the question yet again, and we've seen it a few times over the last few months in sports. How important is a player's loyalty to their team? And the situation with Earl Thomas was he wanted a contract extension from the Seahawks. He didn't get it. He ended up reporting, played in a game, and 
just suffered a season ending injury, um, which obviously is detrimental for him and for the money that he wants to Mm -hmm. make and feels that he is owed. But we look at Le'Veon Bell and Steelers fans are so mad at Le'Veon Bell right now. There are so many people that criticize him, but what just happened to Earl Thomas is the exact situation that Le'Veon Bell is trying to avoid. So when something like that happens, I kind of wonder if I was a professional athlete, would, would I be more loyal to myself or more loyal to the team? And I think that's a hard question to answer when you look at players like that. And DeMar DeRozan, who ends up getting traded and was devastated by it because he felt like he was so loyal. I don't know. Would would you be loyal to yourself or to the team? I don't know. I think the DeRozan conversation is just different because it's not holding out for contracts and so on and so forth. Like, you were traded. This is like management not wanting to give you what you think you are worth. And I think it's a little bit different there. And obviously it depends, as every situation in life does, on the situation. But I think more and more these days as a – I just feel like the days of loyalty, the days of like brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever you want to say are slipping. And there are still examples of that, not just in sports and in life. And I'm not going to get too ethical here or, you know, whatever into some stupid philosophical debate. But I do really think people have to look after themselves more than they ever did before because I think people like money makes the world go around. And I just think there are very few people out there, including in sports when it comes to management, that are going to throw their neck out for you unless maybe you're Tom Brady because that's happening. You know what? I think I think it's a it's a it's a really novel idea to be like I'm going to play for the same team my whole career and that's what I want to do and I want to be loyal to this fan base and loyal to to this team. But it's a lot easier said than done especially when it comes time for money and we see athletes take hometown discounts all the time. But we don't see teams make a whole lot of sacrifices for players and so on one side I can understand why athletes sometimes in certain situations get frustrated with that and sit out the way that Le'Veon Bell is so it's it's a it's an interesting topic but you look at someone like John Tavares right he leaves the Islanders in free agency and the fan base the Islanders fan base for the most part, is so upset with Mm -hmm. him. But at the end of the day, he made a decision for his own happiness. Yes. How can you criticize someone for that when people that work normal jobs and normal lives, if they were offered a raise or offered something closer to home, they would probably take it and not face the same ridicule. You know what? You just reminded me, and this is um, of this, of when John Farrell left the Toronto Blue Jays for the Red Sox for his dream job. And everyone... Are you you booing? I was just doing that for effect. Okay, okay. Because I was just going to (laughs) say, I think I was the only one in my friend circle who was like, let him be. Now... I like that was his dream job and who in their right mind listening to this podcast right now whatever you do for a career but let's say you're in place C and you want to be in place A and you're 45 years old and you spent your whole life working towards that but your coworkers might be a little bit upset that they're going to miss you or that you're not sticking it, it out with them depends if you're the owner of a company of course there are a lot of factors but at the same time you think you could sit there and tell me that you're not going to go for your dream job and then he wins a world series like obviously you are so that that kind of loyalty it's like people forget because they are so quick to point the finger and like I wouldn't do that but of course you would do something that's better for you better for your family and something you dreamed about since you were a kid 
So what you're saying yes. is if Bob Cole wanted to do a podcast with you, you would ditch me. Uh, probably. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but you know what I'm saying? And, and I think people too, when they, they, I hate this. I hate this more than anything. Oh, he makes tens of millions of dollars. Like he should suck it up. Or There are cases maybe when people are being little babies or little, you know, what's, but an average, the, what an athlete's body has to go through, what they, what sacrifices they put into making it to their respective careers, how long their average careers are. I know in the NHL, it's four years on average. You can get injured. You can get sent down. You can never be called back. You've got to take care of yourself. And what we see are the rare, the handful of examples, the Brady's, Sidney Crosby, even, you know, not the best of the best, but they have eight, nine, 14 year long careers and they make decent money, but that's not everyone. And you've got to take care of yourself. I just don't like when people armchair quarterback the lives of other athletes. Well, I think it's, I think it's easy to sit back on the outside and criticize people and just say, well, you have millions of dollars, so it doesn't really matter when you, the, the majority of people that love sports and follow these athletes and follow these teams have no idea what it took some of these guys to get there. Exactly. Because like you said, not everybody is Wayne Gretzky. Not everybody is Michael Jordan. Heck, even Michael Jordan had to work his tail off to get where he is so or where he was. So it's, I don't know. I just, the more and more this stuff goes on, the more I realize that I can understand why athletes might put their own needs first mm -hmm. before the team because the team will always put the team's needs before the players so two-way street anyways I could talk about this all day long because there's so many examples of it especially recently but we have to talk about Tiger Woods because rooting for him yes. has become a moral dilemma I've been waiting for over a week to talk to you about this topic because so many people out there never thought this day would come but Tiger Woods is back and I'm thrilled about it and we could talk about his comeback we could do a whole podcast on it but as I was watching him just over a week ago I was faced with a moral dilemma and I feel this way every time I watch Tiger and root for him to win because I've been hoping that he would win again for a really long time and it finally happened I didn't tweet about it as I was watching it because Every time I have in the past, I have faced like a wrath of criticism being like, how can you root for him? He's a terrible person. You're a bad example, especially as a woman. How oh, could you I be rooting for argument. him? Oh, all the time. And it just kind of dawned on me that it's very difficult for people to separate sports and entertainment from their moral compass sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a bad thing that I root for Tiger Woods as a golfer I'm not endorsing him as a husband no, exactly. <laughs> no like I'm not saying hey you should go date Tiger Woods because I think he'll treat you really well no. I'm just saying can I just see him make like a 30 foot putt and like be awesome like you know, I just it's funny you say that you face that moral dilemma or you get criticism I don't tweet about golf a lot like I like I watch it uh, not all the time I'll be honest but I I do watch obviously the major events and uh, especially when Tiger's doing well because who doesn't but I uh, don't tweet about it so I don't get that but I just the sheer amount of support he has in the newsroom office or obviously you saw the shots of the crowd which was insane the way they followed him it was it, it that was insane um I just I thought it was done I thought we were done with the whole tiger's not a good person like I think everyone's over that but you're saying when you tweet about it you get some reacts yeah I get I get flack when I tweet about tiger woods and I don't think everyone's over it I think I think 
Um, what he did was awful. I don't condone the way that things went down in his personal life. But I also think that it's okay to root for somebody to not only have a comeback in their sport or their profession, but I want Tiger Woods to have a comeback as a person. I mean, this happened a long time ago. I believe in second chances. I believe that people can get better and learn from their mistakes. Hopefully Tiger has. I have no idea. But what I do know is that golf is never as good as when Tiger is not even winning, just in the mix. No, just like in the mix a little. You know what? Don't quote me on the numbers, but I think the ratings recently were reported that when Tiger is obviously in the mix, like in the final round, uh, I think the ratings went up 198%. So, and you know what? Oh, that's probably true. Yes. And, and, and my mom, for example, she actually doesn't know who Tom Brady is. Like she knows nothing about sports. She's old Polish lady. She doesn't know who Tom Brady is, but she knows who Tiger Woods is. Like everybody knows who Tiger Woods is, no matter, I think, no matter who you are. And here's the thing. I also didn't fact check this. So obviously I did not do my research, but I think him and his wife are still <laughs> Hashtag buddies. fake news. I'm just joking. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> But I think him and his wife, or ex-wife, excuse me, are still buddies, that they are friends and, and mutually want to support each other in being good parents for the kids. So I think she's kind of cool. Like, they're cool with each other on that level. And now I can't be 100% sure, but I don't, I don't think there's um, bad blood there. So like you said, if this person keeps making the same mistakes, if they did something horrible, then there should never be uh, a comeback in the sense of glorification. People always deserve second chances, but he's being glorified. And I'm okay with it. It drives me nuts that you're getting flack on Twitter because I hate yeah, the excuse. I don't like it. Oh, especially as a woman. It's like, oh, that's the dumbest thing ever. It's just saying it's it, it makes you more biased and we're supposed to be people that are accepting of other people's opinions so I'm not going to root for some woman's opinion just because she's a woman I'm going to root for it if I agree with it or not that drives me nuts yeah I like that that's a good point yeah that was well said that was well said by all you. good points Jackie I don't give I don't give you props often but I'll give you props on you that definitely on don't. that one I just you know what though it is an interesting topic and and for those of you listening hit us up on on Twitter and wherever you're listening to this and let us know your thoughts on that moral dilemma because it is a dilemma because I did hold back from tweeting and there's a reason that I did right and I think genuinely I do want to see Tiger do well but sometimes I do ask myself should I be rooting for somebody that maybe isn't morally a sound person or at least hasn't been in the past? I don't know. It's a, it's, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it. I think that's a really complicated, tough question about human nature. But what I do know is like, I'm so happy that Tiger's golfing well. But, it's awesome. but also on your last point, uh, how many people are and just haven't gotten caught? That's, you know what I mean? Well, I would say tweet to your heart's desire uh, about it and who cares. I think that's I, I yes. really pisses me off. That can you get I flat. please can I can I tweet about Tiger Woods without getting ridiculed? Anyways, moving right along. Um, you said this off the top of the show, Soph. What? Hockey is back. Hockey is Tiger's back. back and hockey is back. And I'm so excited. You and I are probably closer to this sport than any other sport. Would you say? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So let's make some predictions, shall we? Uh, I'll start. Okay, you start. Yeah, I have no idea. I'll start. I'm going to ask you. Oh, huh. great. So get ready. Buckle your seatbelt. Get ready. <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights. Do you think, what are the chances that they win the division again? You know, they've made some significant changes, changes to their roster. Um, 
I mean, I'm trying to think of the beginning of the the regular season last year. I mean, how many goalies did they go through at one point? Five or something like that? Five. Five, yeah. Five. So that was crazy, and they got through that. Their goaltenders obviously uh, have to be uh, top, tip top. Okay, you know what? I'm going to – I'm already ranting. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> the chances are good. No. I'm going to stick I, – I, I hate to say it, but I would say, yeah, the chances are good. They are good that they could win the division again. Your thoughts? You know what? I think it all depends on two things. How they survive without Nate Schmidt mm -hmm. on the back mm -hmm. end for the first 20 games. And Marc-Andre Fleury, who's looked good in preseason. What little action we've seen. But um, he had a career year last year. And even though he missed 20-something games and they survived without mm -hmm. him, when it came like down the stretch in the postseason, Marc-Andre Fleury was a stud. Yeah. So I think it's going to come down to that. But that division only got better. So we'll see because the Sharks are, I mean, with Eric Carlson, oh, I, I don't even know what to expect from the San Jose Sharks. What about the Oilers? Because they're an interesting case. A couple years ago, they were awesome. Prior to last season, at this time last year, people were calling the Oilers a yeah. cup contender. Yeah, they were okay? in the parade. They finished, yeah, playing the parade. Then they finished the season 17 points out of a playoff spot. So this year, will the Oilers be a playoff team? I have to, I'm just going to say yes, because they have to be, if not, they need how many years have we been saying blow it up and they have made some significant changes. Hall's gone, obviously Milan Lucci. I don't know if that was a good, I don't know if that was a good change no. though. No, I know Eberly, like, like their, their number first overalls and, you know, to first round picks have, have come and gone. Some of them, um, you know, I have to say yes, but nobody has an answer for what is wrong here's, with the Oilers. Here's the. Here's the good news for Oilers fans. They have the best player, one of the best players in the world, mm -hmm. on their team, which is never a bad thing. Their power play and their penalty kill were two of the worst in the entire league last year. There's no way that power play doesn't get better. On top of it, Cam Talbot didn't have a great year. He's going to get better as well. So I do think the Oilers will be better this year than they were last year. Are they a playoff team? I think there's too many good teams in the West. I feel like the Oilers are going to be fighting for like the last couple spots. I was thinking that another Canadian team that can go either way is the Flames too. Like they can go oh, either way. I think the way. Flames I think the Flames if the Flames can get decent goaltending, then I think the Flames are a playoff team. Yeah. That team should have made the playoffs last year. But, you know, like my Mike Smith got hurt. There was a lot going on. The Calgary Flames should be a playoff team. They should. They should, there should be. be. They four should be. In four Canadian teams in the playoffs this year, two that, unless everything goes wrong, are almost guaranteed. But then the other two, the uh, Battle of Alberta, I feel like both could, but they're very like question mark. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know about the Oilers. I don't know. I think they're going to have to fight for it. They had Connor McDavid yet again putting up an MVP caliber mm -hmm. season and finished six. 17 points out. Imagine being that's, Connor McDavid. That's like, that's almost like, it's almost like they tried not to make it. Like, I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know what happened there. Imagine being Connor too. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to make a prediction. It's not about the Oilers. Sorry, sorry, Oilers fans. I think the Buffalo Sabres are finally going to get out of the bottom five. Ooh. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying <laughs> that is steps, the saddest thing steps, I've ever heard. Steps in the right direction will be made. They will. The, the Buffalo Sabres will not be a bottom oh five. Oh my God, Jackie. I honestly, I'm watching you on this Skype call and I, I'm watching you and all I think is like, oh, she thinks they're going to make 
the playoffs. And you're like, guys, Sabres fans, I got good news. They're not going to be bottom five. That is so <laughs> sad. That is really crap. Hey, slow progress is still progress, oh, my friend. Sabres. Yeah. But hey, man, they have a lot of talent on that team. They Okay. We'll I thought see. you were going to make we a cup prediction. See. But you're okay. So do you have a cup prediction or what? Oh, I don't know. I get torn with the West because I feel like the Nashville Predators are still so good and so mm-hmm. deep. But the Winnipeg Jets are filthy. Like the Winnipeg Jets are really They're ridiculous. Good. But so are the Sharks. So are the Sharks. And you know, some of the guys that the Jets put on waivers to clear waivers, hoping that they're going to go to the Moose or the guys they sent down, they are good players. They just have too many good players that they can't bring them all up in their 23-man roster. So... I don't know. I think the West is going to be – I it's so up for grabs for quite a few teams. But I, I do lean – I do lean Winnipeg and Nashville. But I also think with the Sharks, I'm suffering from the whole, like, the Sharks always make the playoffs and never really do yeah. anything. So I'm I, – I am unfairly holding that against them. Are the Leafs making it past the first round this time? See, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Their power play. Whew. I mean, I know it's just preseason, but – that's what everyone's talking about. I still about. think I, I still think defensively they're gonna when it I think the Leafs are gonna be a team that dominates the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like dominates. But when the postseason gets here and we all know it's a different game in the postseason, mm-hmm. it's gonna get a lot harder for them and they're gonna really need elite goaltending and defensively they're going to be tested so, again. So we'll every see. year growing up, I uh, the regular season usually, it's a little bit early, but usually um, falls on my birthday, the opening season. So I love this time of year. You say that like you're so proud I'm, of it. Well, yeah, it's like I had anything to do with that. But I just wanted to say that obviously I'm so excited for the puck to drop with the first game coming up this week, um, the first week of October. Is it your birthday? No, it's, on the no it's later. It's the week later. I don't know your birthday. because yeah, you are a terrible <laughs> How friend. How bad is that? <laughs> When's my birthday, Soph? April 9th. Oh, no, shoot. and that was I a don't guess. Know. I, did I can tell by what, how you said it? it. You know what? We're such good friends. When is your birthday? <laughs> April twelfth. Okay, when's mine? You're you know it's October, off. so guess. October tenth. Yes. Shoot. Woo-hoo! That was also a I guess, win. but you guessed correctly. But I guess right, which means anyway, I win. I'm annoyed now. You do win, but but no. But do you have a cup prediction before uh, we go for a cup winner? Lordy, lordy. Um. No, I hate this, but I'm going to say the Sharks. I hate it. I don't even believe that. Winning the cup. I, I, no, because I hate making predictions. I don't even know. Wait, wait. Can we, can we make that a quote for the podcast this week? Yeah. <laughs> the Sharks. I don't even believe don't, that. But I just said so it. It's so much pressure. And it's like usually the teams that don't do well that don't. I mean, it's never like the President's Trophy winner, obviously, with the Washington Capitol. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to put the Sharks down. You can just play this in April and laugh at me or whatever when it's time. It's fine. It's fine. Hey. It's not a it's not a terrible pick. They're a good team. I've been a good team for a while. All right. So nice. What was yours? All right. I made mine. What was it? Um, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Loser. What was it? I said I think in the West it's going to be the Jets or the Preds in the final, and in the East, hmm. Very tough. It is very tough. Honestly, we can't sleep on the Penguins either. No, you can't. I guess you could never do that. The Penguins are pretty stacked. Three and four is tough to do, though. So what are you gonna? I I I don't know. In the East, 
Tampa. Let's say Tampa. Oh, Ooh, how Tampa. much fun would a Tampa Winnipeg final Tampa. be? Tampa. That would be fun I to watch. About Tampa. How could you forget about Tampa? Ta- I'll go. I'll go Tampa Winnipeg, which isn't going to happen either. But whatever, it's a prediction. It's out there. Okay. Okay. We're so, out there. For those of you listening, let us know what your Stanley Cup final predictions are and anything else that we've talked about. Hit us up. Use the hashtag Jack and Soph on Twitter, on Instagram, on all of the yes, things. Yes, and for that poor fan that I looked in the eye, shook his hand, repeated his name three times, said, I will not forget your name, and still forgot, I'm sorry. But please call me out on social media and tell me that I suck, which I do. But anyway, thanks for listening. Moral of moral of the story, so can be a dud sometimes, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, okay, I'm not talking to you for a day now. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.